Hello and welcome. This is Irene and London. And as we all know, this is Black History Month. So London and I were just talking about some different things, different thoughts that were coming through our head, considering our people. And um, so I'm going to let London start off with some of the things that she... Some of the like some of these movies I know right now they're you know this is Black History Month so there's a lot of us talking about the history movies and films and I think that some of these films kind of inspired us to like talk about some different things concerning our people so that's what we're about to do so London what did you want to start us off with well. I don't know. Yeah, I just was watching some of the movies, and and now something came in my mind. Like, how did we get to this point where another man, a whole another race of people, can just control a whole another race of people and put them beneath them and control them and make rules and regulations for them that they gotta go by? Why? Well, how? How did this happen? How could this? Can the white man have that much control over African American people? It's all the way back from slavery time. Then I started thinking about it, and, and some of the historical sayings were that uh, some of it, I mean, there's no excuse for this, but some of us sold us out. This is what I heard, you know. I have to do some more research on it, but I heard of this on more than one occasion that places in Africa or wherever we were where it originated that we were you know, even then the tribes, all of the African tribes had, had differences. It's like, you know, it's like you see now Asia, different parts of Asia have differences between each other and they're not with each other on everything. Uh, so same thing with the Africans uh, uh, tribes but um yeah my imagination was going like how did how did we get so so far deep down how, the rabbit how hole did it, how, did it, how did it start to be yeah and I thought about it I thought about something I saw on there too um it said and it's like I saw it on a, a movie I'm trying to think which movie that was and uh, the Australians came and they they came a few said a few Australians true story a few Australians was in Africa and they took over Africa control Africa and what they did is they said it and I can't do it verbatim but they were saying that they they didn't just come in and start fighting and say I'm gonna control you they came in with a plan to divide the people against each other hmm and cause segregation between all the African African American people that they want to control. So I, wow. I think that's the post true now. So they they didn't go in going out saying like probably I'm saying like we gonna control your country. You know if they know that people gonna they gonna get rid of you before you can get in there. Good. Exactly. So they came in with a with an alternative motive and a plan to divide the same everybody the same culture divide them separate them, cause confusions and I, I think that sounds like that's where that weak link is because you know it, 
power is in number. But if people start to fall apart and dividing, then the enemy can come in and, and kind of use his strength to take over. And also, um, so I said, wow, that's that's pretty deep and heavy right there. So that's all these people. They, cut, they creep into the places that they want. They come in, they have a plan that they devise and uh, cause confusion and division which, and separation, which causes weakness. And then they come in and start taking things over, making plans, making rules and regulations, and then even use the power thing, force of physical fighting and abuse and all that. Once they get that that hold on you, and so yeah. the other, mm-hmm. I feel like they must have had something that we wanted, or something that we just thought was so special that we had to. Uh, for some reason, follow their leaders or something like that. Cause I feel like they had to have something. Cause how could they just come in? I feel like they may have come in and said, "Well, this is a better way to do things" or something like that. I don't know. And I then, just, and they may have had something that we wanted as well to kind of entice. I would us say that was well. ultimately what they did. They came first. They had they wanted what we had. They wanted the country. They wanted the goods. They wanted the treasures. They wanted the gold. They wanted the diamonds. They wanted the oil. They wanted anything. The country was thriving was to be such a powerful country. But um, I don't all the time. All, uh, it's like a con man come in there and just say things to you and get your attention like that and and throw you off. But also, there's another part to this. Is from what um, I heard in history. I think I even read it a while back. How even the, the people that was controlling their country of us, our our forefathers, our we're descendants of those people, they sold our us. They sold us to the white man. That's how we initially got on the boat. We did get sold. We got sold out, but we got sold out by our own kind. But they had a, they were the upper echelon of us, and then there was us that was still kind of like, you know, at was the, slaves, at the bottom slaves for the <clears throat> slaves for young people, sold them out, sold us out, and uh, mm, yeah, and so that connection right there, that like we, sense. so then I go all the way, we sold us out. This that's like that's yeah, a part of history. It was probably power and money. If they thought they was gonna get power, money, influence, and gain, so they kind of sold. Wow, it's because you making me think like well, we kind of did this to ourselves in a way. Yeah, and then how? I, I wanted to they know that they chained up. us. Like you know, if you go to the African American Museum, like Charles H. Wright African American Museum, I think you all said you had been there. Yeah, and you saw, you know, it's so deep. When anybody goes on, you can still feel the feel the actual spirit of it all. How yes. they had. It was that, yeah, it was that one part where they were in that ship where the slaves, I think it was called the Mayflower, and they showed like uh, models, like images of people, like they had like models of all the black people, how tight they were cramped inside of there. You got to walk through there, and you they had the sound effects of people moaning and crying, and it was just really deep. So. So, so you think it was like, okay, 
okay, we're going to sell our people. We're going to, but we're going to be benefited, become greater, become more. So we're going to sell our people off. Do you think that they knew how bad, what, what they were going to sell them well, did, to? Did you, did, did, did they think <laughs> they that they was going to kill them? They yeah. was going to, they was going to um, castrate them. They was going to beat them. They was going to, uh, uh, treat them less than human, less than animals. Treat even. them worse than uh, even animals. Did, did, did we know that that was going to happen or did we care? My thing is, I look back all the way back to this beginning of things because you go like, how did, how, this is my quote, how did you get control? How did you get that much control till today to this present time? These people, the descendants of those white people that got a hold of us, our people, still yeah. feel today like they should have some type of hold on us right. and they feel like they can shoot you, kill you, and do whatever they want to you because you're not worth it and you're not taking my power my power i'm more powerful than you because yeah. i'm white and you're not and then now now then we look at the other side because you know what, what they say about us black on black crime okay but to me there's that's no excuse you can't say you know okay well y'all be killing each other up but do that does that give you that a right to come and kill us. And there's something else yeah. I saw. I'm going to say there's something else I saw in the movie. This is Black History Month. And and when you think about it, you know, we, we go to the store, we shop at all these different uh, foreigners come in. Where do they set up? They set up right in the black neighborhood. Right in the black neighborhood where even black African Americans have a struggle because of discrimination and whatever other things is that it's not that we're not gifted, we're not talented because there's a lot of gifted talent and skilled intellectual African American and there's some that have made it but uh, you know when people want to start a business if you walk into a bank they make it hard for you I knew of a business that uh, used to be right over here on the other side of Detroit right in Redford it was called Helena Helena, Helena Special, Specialty Markets at that time Irene you, you probably was just a young teenager if you was a teenager yet and you know I've been doing this television promotions and all this kind of thing for a long time I'm so proud of her uh, African American woman had a beautiful store it's the cleanest store I've ever seen in my life I've never seen a clean uh, kept polished store like that anywhere from anybody since her but her struggle was she would say because she was a black when she went to go to fight to get to the state to to apply get licensed for the lottery they wouldn't give it to her when she went to go to get licensed for liquor license they wouldn't give it to her they would allow her to get beer and wine and they would let her do the scratch and she can have cigarettes and she but they know that businesses thrive off the lottery machine even gas stations and businesses they thrive you know i've been in some stores where uh, you go in there and they don't have nothing but junk. It looks junky. But what do they have? They have that lottery machine and they have liquor. A few snacks. And and I've gone in to maybe get the money. This is this is a few two or three years ago. And this is in, in the neighborhood. I go in there first of the month. It's around near the first of the month. You know, I'm thinking, okay, these people are getting their checks. They come, We are going in there to these foreign people and cashing our checks, then buying up the liquor, buying up the cigarettes, and playing the lottery. 
And I went into this store and I said, this store is not even set up nice enough for you to even, they don't respect us enough, uh, enough, uh, just to make it, the store look nice. They know you're going to come get that lottery. They know you're going to come get that, that liquor. And so, so I'm going back to Helena specialty market. I saw the struggle with her. She never years. She stood there, that store and she tried to stay open. She never, ever got it. And that's because they would not allow her to get those licenses. And we know why. So you drive by there now. The store looks kind of Yankee, kind of janky, kind of not so good. But somebody else from another country has it. And, of course, it's thriving. So, and there's something else I saw. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the name of that movie. Where the black, where the two white couple had a child and uh the child looked black what's it called freedom i'm trying to think of the name of it it's called skin the one with the child looked black and i don't know i can't i don't know i just got started looking at it okay but this is something that they said and you can apply that to today now this this man and this woman they're both white and somehow they had a child that came out with blackness and they had some issues with that. Okay, so they were trying to tell the child, yes, you white. This was actually based it's on a true, a true story. story. Yeah. And it's in a European country where they had apartheid. It was during that time, right. maybe 60s, 70s or Yeah, but this is one state when they happened. Okay, they have stores in there. And a lot of the African-American or the, or the Africans going in there, buying their groceries. Uh, you know, people that got, you know, work. Hard working people going there spending money and spending their money getting groceries and this and that and the, the man husband wasn't there yet but the wife was was uh, not quite as hard as he was at all um, so a black guy came over he had a box of things he's buying and he made a joke he said my wife she's I need a new wife but she's too expensive and they started laughing so the wife so happened to you know touch his hand start laughing and joke with him not she wasn't flirting with him she just was like you know being cordial with her. Her husband came in and caught that. And um, he told her, you don't talk to him. You just service her. But don't talk to him. He got real upset. And so, you know, I'm thinking about, okay, we go to all these places, spend all their money, our money. Some places may, now, you know, I think things have changed a lot because they figure, you know, maybe once you figure it out, if you're not cordial, why do I need to come to your, spend my money in your store? And, you know, you close my mouth with an attitude, but I'm just going to sell these black folks and these African-Americans. I'm going to the African-American neighborhood. I'm going to sell it. Yeah. But we don't like you. We're not going to be nice to you. And, uh, you know, you better be happy. We sit up here so you can buy this stuff. Take your money. It's not cordial. And I, I, for instance, I have to say something. Uh, all this advertising, sales, and marketing I have to do in the community for all the things that I do now with television and radio. Been doing it for a real long time. I remember going to uh, an Asian place, and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just saying I went there to go. And it's a, it was a wig shop. You know, people running there to buy their wig stuff. You know, they they all right with you. And then well, as soon as I asked the man, would he mind giving back to the community and maybe doing an ad or something? Get out of here! Oh, I mean, he wanted to run me off the street. Wow. I'm going like, now you up in my neighborhood where ain't nobody but nothing but us. Right. And that's before a lot of the, the we're still like that here uh, here but um and that's what he did he was just that mean and blunt and cold and hard like I'm not doing that I'm not giving you nothing you come buy my stuff I don't even like you wow. I just have my stuff for you to buy 
but don't talk to me about nothing. <laughs> so I'm you saying, get to see the true colors. you got to see the true colors. Yeah, and so I'm going, so these people come up and make set up. That's why a lot of times we say, they say buy black. Um, you know. Exactly. That's, that's what I was getting to because mm-hmm. in my mindset, because we were talking about how the basically establishment, basically the white people took over, basically the establishment. And that's what a lot of black people have been saying, let's start our own because then we can have total control over it and not have to look to um, another hierarchy if we're running it and controlling our own. So what do you think about that concept? We did have our own and the setup was, so this is where that control system comes from again. How are you going to get control the government, it starts at, at the top. It does. It starts it does. at the top. And, you know, I'm a black bottom area. I just saw some history searches. Matter of fact, I had a guy that wrote a book. I don't know where that man is. Black bottom. Black bottom is in the Detroit area. This Detroit right? area. And it was, like, it was like a black town. It was a town for black folks. They had clubs. They had a dance. Upscale stuff. They had theaters. They did their uh, concerts. They had restaurants, beauty shops, barber shops, haberdasheries, um, boutiques. The whole thing was ours. And thriving really well. Everybody opened up their business. And what did they do? What did the government decide to do? Because they wanted to shut it down. And I used to work with some people like this um, more on a personal basis to get the inside story of a lot of things that go on with a lot of businesses that they come and shut down. Because they don't want you to have that area, they don't want you to have that spot, and it's because of the color of your skin. They decided it's going to run I seventy five through there. So when they make when when the when the state decides that they're going to run something through there and tear all your stuff down, then that's what they did. So that whole freeway and everything, I seventy five over in the area was uh, constructed through there. And everybody says, why? To tear up African-American town. That's one area. That's just one area. Don't quote me on this, guys, but I think something like that happened in the 20s, but it was more of a riot situation where they did have, like, a thriving black community, and I don't know if it was... I know that it was... um, I feel like it was some white government people involved. They basically, it was rioting, it was burned down. Basically, that whole area of the town was burned down. It was like a crazy riot type thing that happened. And so, this has happened in other instances and scenarios. It's just, wow. Well, like, somebody sets it up, and they cause yeah. confusion. And once once we can, uh, you know, it was kind of cool, because there was another one on there called, <laughs> it was with Denzel Washington was on there, um, Great the great debaters, and it was in the, the town. Also, this was these are true stories, and I'm, I'm glad that you're having right. these on there. But uh, I was just watching how the the struggle was that you no, you can't talk, you can't debate, you can't do this, you can't do why because you're black. But you know, one of the men said, "We we'll make it." He said, "You know why we're going to make it?" Because they also in that movie. One of the uh, couple's family's son was uh, lynched, burned and lynched by uh, some about three white guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow, you know, uh, they got in to, to go travel to do their first debate. They were so excited, you know, African American get a chance to go debate with some with a white college only African Americans. There were no uh, no no other debaters, and so on the way. To go there, they drove through uh, a area 
and it was that's when they saw the people had lynched this black man and burned him up and there's a bunch of white folks standing around and they drove up and then uh, Denzel telling them everybody put your head down was a Denzel he was driving so it was like three young three or four, three young people that he chose that that was chosen to debate and uh they were they was like put in a state of shock but they started coming back after them because they they when they stood there and they watched it they just watching it was looking at them they all turned around and and they said, get the get those ends. Get those ends. Come back here, you ends. Like you gonna So they tried to back out. They was backing the car up in the dark, trying to get away. Cause they was coming at them and they got enough at them where I think they was throwing stuff at the windows and I don't know if they shot at anything. I think they did, but uh he got a chance to back up far enough to turn around and sped up. But it was getting right at the car. It's like the scary monster movie. How the monsters come and they yeah. right at you. But this was real. Yeah. And they got in, but he had to drive and get away from that because they was gonna lynch them and then yes. tell them to come on back here. When you say scary um, monster movies, one of the hit shows of 2020 was Lovecraft Country, where mm-hmm. they took the whole the whole thing that that's going on with racism. I think back in uh, I'm not sure what era that was, maybe 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, in that area. They they took that as well as they they incorporated horror into it as well as monsters and all that and they kind of kind of examined the way they was kind of showing how how monstrous racism was and they had actually had real monsters in there as well and they kind of just supposed that together so that was a really powerful show that everybody's hoping they're gonna have a season two as well but when it comes to horror it, it seems like horror movies like sometimes like. Judas and the Black Messiah just came out and it, it felt like a horror movie like but this is real it's hard really, flying this really it's hard flying that's my thing is so how did how do you how in this country real. do we still have to it's fear that's what I was gonna say it's the element of fear, element too. Of fear. That's, that's how they they keep their power you see how brutally easy like you said they were just lynching the people and they were just and on Juice and Black Messiah, I don't want to give it away, but what they did to those people to try to try to shut down the Black Panther Party was was ruthless. It's like they just didn't have no morals or anything. They they don't care. They're ruthless and they'll take you down. They they have no heart basically with some of the things that they did. And I I know that put fear in people's heart. They said that they did certain tactics to us. To to one so that all of them be afraid, like they will hang one you know, in front of everybody. That's so like they that story. All be afraid and they won't try to do anything. Right. They won't go try to go beyond the fence because they know what's gonna happen. Because it happened to Jim, so it's gonna happen to me. So, so it's the fear thing that they use right. fear tactic as well. So they had did list this one, but the story started off the great debaters. It started off a uh, dead body of a black man that was found hit. They took the parts of his body hit decapitated his head uh, I think his arm and shoulder stuff was another place and they had, they had him in shackles in chains on his ankle and they decided they was going to drag him this is the first side of guys the three of the guys that really that did it and he had another guy with him you know he drug a buddy with him I think it was three or four guys and uh They drug him through there. 
and they still they, they the, the 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 policeman was going through they can see they can just like you know the text go to the each part of the area and they can surmise what happened here what happened there because you found his head over here you found it they said the reason why he was trying to stop one pain because he was having other pain like getting drugged by the ankles but he didn't want his head to get jacked so they show how he was holding his head, uh, head up shoulder and but it you know so it, it ripped him apart Whoa. and it's, it, they saw the ankles with everything all the meat off his ankles so they, they looked at it and the, the, the one white one the the sheriff of that or sheriff will call the um the head police there uh wasn't going for it he was a white guy he wasn't going for it and he had to go break the news to the family he broke the news to the family of course they went to pieces what's so interesting about this is the people were saying no we don't the news asked him did you hate something no we don't hate him we hurt we not we don't have and i'm going like wow you can you can bring yourself to say that you don't right. hate somebody for jacking your child so it ended up in this that they found out uh, who did it they got a hold of one of the guys i think it was a little uh black boy came into the the station they had one black officer there and you know this this one like uh this happened i believe in 54 if i'm not mistaken i don't know there's so many movies going on so the he said he said yeah i saw somebody in the truck it's in uh there's another officer white officer there I don't believe nothing he says, you know. Like he was just trying to totally discredit him. It's just another one that bit the dust. They did it. What? Let it go. And that discussion was between the black mayor. Believe it or not, they had um, a black mayor at the time. So you see, it wasn't like way, 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 way long ago. Okay, it wasn't the early 1900s, and uh, it was played by Lou Gossett, and uh, they was having discussion like this, like. You know the detective, the attorney, Lou Gossett, and then trying to figure. We gotta. He said, "No, we gotta. We gotta get to the bottom of this. We can't let them come in here and do do our time like this." And they had did have a, a confession. I mean, a, 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 a testimony, a private one by one of the white boys that was with the was with the gang. Told them what happened because he just he was soft. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? He, like he said, he didn't even know they was gonna do all that when he just was with him. So he told him, even after he told him all oh, who did this, that, and the other, the other folks still tried to spread that, that story. It's just like you hear now when they shoot a man in the back, or they decided they're gonna yeah. kill a black man because they thought he had a gun, they didn't see a gun, or they just did this and that, and then you get get off the hook. So so after all this was done to them, they were sitting around saying, "We if we don't talk about it." Because this the town are going to a riot, and then Lucas was going going back and forth like, "No, nah, we got to do this. We have to do." It. And then it, and they were saying, it's, "It's like this. Either way, it could be bad. If we talk about it, it could be bad. If we don't talk, it could be bad." Lucas said, "Look, we're going to um, explode. Get this out here and let this and handle this." Right. So on that on the tip of that story is watching that, and then so the, now all this is going on. I don't let me make sure I got the right story. It's like these stories is running together for me. <laughs> yeah, it was because uh, I think Denzel was in there. He was teaching the, the those young people to debate. 
start teaching young people to debate. So and he was in that same story? I believe he was in the same story. Because, who gossip? I'm thinking. Let me think. <laughs> let me think. Let me think. Uh, why are you thinking about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the officer... Oh, I don't know. Why are you thinking about... That's two stories. About the stories. And it's kind of crazy the way the stories is blending together for you. And I feel like it's kind of do that. Same stuff. In reality, keep going. we keep hearing about these shootings and it's become almost like just a, a reality. And when Black, Black Lives Matters came out, came up really in full force, there's a lot of people still saying it's an evil group. But there's a lot of people on their side because people have been like as as recent as the last year or two the young man that was just gunned down for jogging uh, African American young man and it was out of fun that sounds like something like you tell me about these stories that happened in the 50s which was still not that long ago but this just happened like a year or two ago like how is this still happening that's the thing that's really scary and they videotaped it and the guy who videotaped it was trying to like after he got caught was trying to pretend like, oh, I just videotaped it to catch it. No, he videotaped it for them so they can have something to look at. I'm just going it's like... It's just... I feel like... I feel like in a way, the, the man, so to speak, is like, well, let's let them have a little bit and make them think they okay. Make them feel like we got to have a black president. And I think that was an oops. I think they wasn't... They wasn't, see, they wasn't thinking that was going to happen. But still, like, let them have a little bit. Let them think that it's cool. But then you hear these shootings and you see all these things, especially within this last couple of years. We thought we thought that we would be in a better place, but like seriously, it's been it's still been continuing to go on with the with these uh, police brutality. It's just random, just racist tactics. And the last president that we had, it's just like it's just scary to see how far backwards we've gone. Like, we just thought, we probably thought we were so far. Backwards? I, know, I, I don't think we ever came forward. We wow. just didn't see it. Just yep. all, yep. Yep. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when, when everything started coming out with this, and see what they're, what they're dealing with is they're dealing with a new generation of African-American and people that are um, a variety of people that's mixed together, that live together, that worship all kind of, you know. Well, you're dealing it, with a new generation of racist too and the way that they do things is different but it's like I feel like I don't know I feel like it was a little it's more sneaky but it's still there and then a lot of times now just coming right at you in your face according to when you had the president uh, being very open about things they came out so just like the insurrection that just came out did you see all those people and to me that insurrection represents white supremacy that's what it represents to me it represents that you not you that you do not you still feel it's fine to lynch an african-american i was looking that up and i'm going like okay so you feel it's fine to lynch, lynch a black man to kill him to hang him to burn him to shoot him and then it says there's some type of religion thing their religious beliefs i said so how do you go into a church a so-called church with a hood, pray to God, as so to speak, and then come out lynching. And then they said some of those people feel that, which to me is a cop out way just for you to do what you do, is they believe they're doing the work of God. Well, how could that be? 
how could that be? I saw that online. So it, this is an issue. Uh, and and this, so that just came by my mind. I think what's happening is we've been in the soul for so long that we, we're not actually seeing it for what it is cause, because we're in it. A lot of times when you're in something, because that reminds me of a, the marriage I was in. When I was in that marriage, I was struggling in the marriage trying to figure out how I'm going to get through this marriage and eventually I'm going to have to get away. How? How? Then I'm going to tell you when, my, when uh, I got out of the marriage, everything replayed itself to me and I was even more affected by that. I was shocked by what I was in after I after I can stand out the outside of it and see it. And so it's like, to me, it was delayed reaction of emotions because I could see it. But when I was in it, when I was in it, I was just trying to get through it. So it's almost like the aftermath was almost worse than being in it too as well because just like the aftermath of slavery, we still all feel it. Even um, there was a lady uh, when they came to, was it Michigan? Is that when they came on the, when the voting came and all the people came was to check to see if the if everything was being counted right and the african-american uh officer or lady came to the door whatever she was so she was maybe over the uh, voting at the in the area and she came out and then there was a guy behind her and i said well how come the guy not in front of her but everybody was scared and all these white people was like piling up around the door she said at that moment in time they had it on news she saw slavery. She saw everything that, that we've ever been through was right in her face. Wow. She said she was horrified. So the history of what we've been through ain't gone. It's in our it's it's in our in our spirit. Whatever happened to us is in our spirit. The oppression. But still we fight. What's the lady say? Still we rise. So we're going back to that other movie. You know, and I do think that I have a combination of some things going on from two different stories. Uh, because they all are running together. Uh, what's the guy that was in that was in Martin Luther King? He played Martin Luther King's father. And the guy from he's from Nigeria, somewhere. And Oprah was a mother. I forgot his name. Anyway, he was in this this movie, and he he kept saying, "But you, but you need God. We're gonna get through this." because we have to go to God. He kept saying that. We have to go to God. God is the only answer. God is the only way. God, God, God. And that's really true. That is really true in order to, for deliverance, for safety and all that. And so we have to realize the power of God and who he is and what he'll do in the midst of all of this that's going on. Yeah, it's only but God that we made it this far mm-hmm. as a people right. because I can't take away from all the strides. Whatever they're doing or they try to do, it's not going to take away from the progress that we made because I was feeling to myself, like, how far have we really gotten? How much progress have we really made? But we've done so many great things and we can't let what people are doing now and what they've been through doing throughout, throughout time take away from the progress that we made. What's that movie? said the horror movie. Um, what's the name of that country? Something Lovecraft like that. Country. Lovecraft Country. And there, you know, I'm pissed. You know. Now, I'm still going to say this. Everybody that's not of African-American uh, descent is not that way. It's a lot of people that do not support. So, I do want to say this. A lot of uh, Caucasian, white people, people of other race don't support 
what these people believe in. But if you go back and look at the insurrection and see, it was so many people climbing in that building, and it was so many people you couldn't see the street for a long, long ways. Yes. That's going to show you how many people, and there's some more people, that believe the other way. They don't have a problem with doing whatever they do. I feel like there's levels of racism. And those people are at the extreme level, but the people that are in the lower level, they still are affecting everybody. So even if you if you look out, I, I did. I think I did an episode. I'm not sure if I shared this episode, but I was, even if you look at black people, like oh, black people, they don't have enough money, so I'm gonna help this cause. Or black people, they're not smart enough, so that's why we have to help them do. If you look at black people like that and make a limited view of us, and you seem, but you seem like a nice white person, so to speak, you're still racist. There's levels of racism. There's levels where, okay, you might not go out and lynch somebody, but you won't give that person a job because you're black. There's just different levels, and all levels affect. In other words, I'm gonna keep you down. I'm gonna keep my foot on your neck. Because we don't see it blatantly, we say, oh, these people are... Well, some of those people we think is just nice people, some of them, too, has has exactly. racism, things exactly. that they're doing that you can't um, I've experienced that. Front. I think I had a story one time where I experienced that. I went into one of these, you know, uh, doing some business, a business, black business, I'm going to go and take care of business. And I call it, that lady was nice, but prejudiced, nice, but discriminatory. Right nice but nasty in other words she all did everything smooth and nice but she did it and I'm I'm standing there like you know some of us will, I stood there cause I wanna see how long she's gonna treat me the way she's gonna treat me like that when everybody else coming up I'm here first you waiting on everybody else to pop up that's not my color wow. I'm standing there waiting and you standing there looking at me and, I'm like, and I know you looking at me I'm gonna see how long this lady gonna do this and I'm just gonna wait and I hey, she acting, I'll be all smooth and nice and grinny then she finally got to me. She finally got to me, told me, as long as I was doing to get some business cards. She tried to get my information. And uh, so what I did, I said, I'm not getting nothing from these people. I went home. I just looked at the story and I just watched her. I said, do you see how prejudiced that was? How yeah. nasty she was, but she did nasty nicely. In a silent way. Yeah. Nasty, nasty nicely nasty. Right. It was her attitude. So then she gonna call me up on the phone later to see if I said I don't I didn't want I didn't even answer the phone. But if I don't want us but now people need to understand now whatever you do you're gonna pay now. Don't forget mm-hmm. in life, you know, all these things that's going wrong, you, you causing curses to come up on whoever, it go for any person, whether you're black, white, Asian, whatever color you are, red, green, whatever. Whatever we do is going to come back and affect me and my family and people that's going to come that's not here yet. So, you know, a lot of people don't think about God. Some people claim they love God. Some people say they Christians, but you can't worship and you might worship God in the same church, but you still have these issues. So, Back to what the man was saying. <laughs> he kept saying, with all that's going on, we need God. He kept saying, God, God, God in it. God, it was a, pa- it was a pastor in there. He kept saying, God. And, and in the one uh, movie, uh, they did finally decide that they was going to listen to the testimony of this person. He's sitting there, the one the, there was four of them, 
the first one was that was being tried. He was, you know, sitting there with a smirk on his face, like, you're not going to do nothing to me. I'm getting away with this. I'm, we always get away with it. I can do this. Mm. They charged him guilty, and he got the death sentence. Wow. So where did that go? And how did he look? Now, his father was, come on, I didn't train my children that way. I don't know where he got it from. But sometimes, like you said, you can be subtle with it, and your child's picking this stuff up. Because what do you say when well, you're sitting at your house mm-hmm. calling somebody the N-word? I hate the N-words. When your child listen to everything you saying, then you might not go out there and physically try to do nothing, but you 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 conveying how you feel. Exactly. So you you putting that spirit down in your child. Now your child go out there and just going to act on it. He going to show. He going to be real mm-hmm. and show what it is. But the father came out. He was already sick. And he said, I don't understand. I don't know where he got that from. I didn't train my son that way. Well, he got him somewhere. So it's like in our bloodline, what we have, it's in their bloodline too, what they have. But yes. again, God, again, God, again, God teaches love. Now, you know, then this made me think all the way back to what they did to Jesus. Who was the first one got lynched? Who was the first one got lynched like that to death? I mean, they might have been doing people like that all the time, but the one that we know, Jesus Christ, right. the son of God came to this earth with all of the power that his father gave him to heal to part the Red Sea to turn water into wine to loose the shackles on Paul and Silas to shut the blind's mouth on David David fought good life and hit him and killed him this man of God this son and then because because why Cause you didn't want to believe it, cause you had a problem with it. And then when they sing all his power, too, they were scared of Jesus. But then they gonna still lynch him. Then they gonna say, "Well, now yeah. come down off the cross, then now come on yeah. off of there." So now, you, so so when I look at that, all oh, this reminds me of these people. <laughs> yeah, they was they were scared of Jesus, cause he was kind of in a way was bringing a new movement and rising something up new. And a lot a lot of them were scared of him. And that's why they he ended up on a cross. But when he rose again, he's like, you're not killing me. I'm never going He allowed to. it. In other that's words, right. if he wanted to, he could have shut him all down, but he oh, didn't. We, we know, we know yeah. the power of the power God, God. Praise God. But I just see that when you was talking about I just see that whole part of a rising. Like, they try to kill our spirits, but we're going to keep rising. Um, just like Jesus rose and it can never be, he can never be taken down at the end of the day. Which is my favorite phrase, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. If y'all <laughs> but I, I like also what you were saying about um, um, when you were in the store and you just decided to, <clears throat> excuse me, leave because of the way you were being treated. And with her being nasty, nice or whatever. That's people, if you realize that's a form of protest. You might not go out with signs and whatnot, but like like they say, if you take your money away from there, you taking away some exactly. power. And yep. if a, if a large number of us, especially people of color, do that and put the money into our structures, then that's something that's really that's what we need to return to doing um, on on a larger scale because we do yep. they do have some mm-hmm. areas, but I notice in those areas a lot of times um, people are suffering with because they need finances. Uh, all kind of things going on where they trying to I'm just trying to keep my business going if my business stay down because they put construction in front of my store and now I can't make money yep, they, blah 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 that happened over there on Livernoise all the right. way down at Fifth uh, Avenue of Fashion 
and the people, you know, like, how do I, how, people can't, they had it where people can't even park anywhere. Where are you going to park? And then you got to walk back, and then there's nowhere to park anywhere. You can't turn down this way. You can't turn down that way. So it's so many ways that, uh, there's blockades. There's a blockade, yeah, without saying, like, we don't like you. We don't want you to have no business. We want Definitely. you to fail. Just like with <laughs> voting rights back in the day, they had all these little fake tests they had passed that nobody really could ever pass. You just had to be white, basically. But, um, yeah, I was also thinking about some of these big companies nowadays. If anybody say anything racist, they they fire them right away because they know their money will get cut. They- the, all finally, the black people will not. Finally, the black people will not. Um, they'll protest by not going to so, so these big companies know they fire people right away if they see any type of racist activities or whatnot. So, um, but they still know what they know. We can We can yeah, and they we know do the power in our money. And we do the we, power in exactly. our money. The power in our numbers. Because a lot of us work for them too. We work for them. Then you want us to <laughs> you right. just think we built the country right. They, they used to, we built the country, we did this, we did that, you know. So, um, it's, it's, we, first of all, we need to stick with God and we need to see, uh, what God has blessed us with in ourselves. So sometimes, uh, they create a mindset in which a lot of people still don't get over, which I'm, sometimes I'm surprised when I hear somebody saying, well, you know, Black folk, we poor, we can't do do do. Long as you got mind, a mind and energy, creativity, don't consider yourself poor like that. That that you can't, that you can't do it. That's why we have to keep perpetuating. Yeah, the positivity and the light, and break these stereotypes. And the stereotypes that the uh, like the white people have of us too, and but that, can how I say that racism keep going in their you know bloodline. They create. They want us to have these stereotypes, but they yep. know that we are intelligent. They, they, right. They're fair again. They right. know what we can. They know that we do. Mm-hmm. They know that we are. And and then you know, if you hate people so much, why you want to look like them? Why you want to have big booties? Why you want to have big lips? Why you want to have curly hair? Why you want to have dark skin? So I think about. I say, is this an envy struggle too? There's a big thing with envy. Now in the scripture, they say jealousy is is a real bad thing to have because it. it People will murder folks over envy and jealousy. So, so it's like it's a lot of stuff. If you look at it, if you There's sit so back, look at look at the situation. Because if somebody keep telling you, and I think a lot of people might have gotten gotten wise to this now. Keep telling you, you dumb because you black because you don't look like us. But but uh, you don't got no style. We but you have style. You got soul. You got essence. You got essence that many <laughs> everybody wants your essence. And then you have uh, intellectual mind, creativity, inventions, and everything that's been created at African American was in the creation of it all. Some of them actually created it, and somebody said, well, I'm going to take credit for it, since I can, because I look like I do. So, uh, we need to be encouraged constantly to understand that it's a, it's a mindset and a setup to make your mind feel like you that way. Only I said, well, it's got to be. Well, somebody, and, and really, think about it. On this on a personal scale, if somebody want to oppress you all the time and make you feel bad, why? Because they don't want you to get ahead. So if they can work on your mind, break your mind down, break your spirit down, make you feel like you're nothing, then you, you may not be able to succeed because somebody keeps yeah. telling you you're not. Exactly. Somebody so you see to flip that around. Yeah. Somewhat of a brainwashing type of mm-hmm. thing. 
that's kind of put on society when you see all the the way they've done the media where white is superior white girls this and hair had to be like this and it's just this whole setup for the whole society it's kind of brainwashing everybody and you just have to you have to try to see past that. Well, things have changed, as you notice. Yeah, they have bit. actually changed. They changed because, now, who is this uh, Kardashian? They got mad at her because she's putting dark stuff on her, trying to look blackish, trying to be black looking. You want, this is this the thing. This has been going on for a long time. You want to look like black. You want to be able to do black, but you don't want to be black because you, you want don't, because you benefits. want the white benefits. Okay, <laughs> you know that. So I've seen myself, I don't personally, where someone that was not of a color, totally uneducated, could not read, ended up with a big business because they had opportunity to do it. No education. They said the man couldn't even read. This was in some place in Ohio. I'm like, wow. So, but you can read, you can do this, you can do that. But because, so it's, it's the, the um, like you say, it's because of the color of your skin. But if you look at it now, things do change. <laughs> things it just change. Like yes, black black beauty is very it's always uh, been very beautiful. much um, more seen and respected now and lifted up now. That's that's a plus. But the thing was, it's always been beautiful. Somebody's just uh, upset with you because you are beautiful and they want to tell you that you're not. See, this is mm-hmm. it's been a ploy and a setup of brainwash over. Oh, all over the years. Mm-hmm. If we were so un- bad and so un- so terrible when in slavery time, why did white men always have a wench that he had to go to bed with to have kids with? You kill, they would lynch a, the husband or lynch a man, but then have sex with the woman, have children with the woman, and even raise some of the kids. So, what kind of sense does that make at all? And this whole thing, don't so make I want any what sense. you want. Whatever this, I want what you got. This power structure of America, and I'm pr- pretty sure of many other countries that have uh, things that go on like that. Yeah, like it, it makes not a bit of sense. But we could talk forever, London. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you gonna, asked me. I'm going. Gonna, goes all the way back to your auntie. Yeah. I'm calling auntie because she's my auntie here. <laughs> it just goes all the way back to that main question: How did that? How did we get control over another human being where you can do what you have? Who did how to do it? So if it if it got done, it could be undone. It could be undone. That's all I gotta say. God. Mm. And we're gonna go to God, go to God, go to God, and each individual within themselves, no matter what race, creed, or color that you are, can uh, make sure these things don't happen and undo them. And we want to invite you guys to listen. You can hear this also on LICMC Radio. So we invite you guys to listen there. And what other Black History things do we have coming up on on your projects? Uh, we, we got a scroll coming up of Black History and some local people that's doing some great things. Along, we're going to show Martin Luther King again. You know, and, and saying all and this is going to Ma- be on London, Washington. This is going to be on Facebook Live, and it's going to be. I probably will probably have it on television. Yep, and then it's going to be on YouTube, and then the watch parties. Okay, but so can I watch say this? On Comcast Saturday, starting at ten a.m. on Channel Twenty and Channel Ninety. Okay, I also want to say, no matter what God said, we all are brothers and sisters, and God loves us all, no matter what race, creed, color you are. And in my heart, 
I love everybody. I don't love what's happening. I do not like what's happening, but I love everybody. And I even have, I even have mixed in my family the Indian. No telling what else we got. West Indian, Indian, of course, African, uh, and Caucasian. It's down in there, mixed up in there somewhere. So, you know, my thing is, <laughs> being an African-American woman, I still love everybody. And I'm going to tell you, when I was growing up, I didn't even see a color. And I'm still kind of that way until a person started acting out of my face. I've had people that I affiliate with that wasn't all African-American. But it wasn't about, I the first thing said, oh, she white. Oh, he white. Oh, I never did that. My thing was, we're all people. So, you know, some people, if you have a good, I had a mindset like that from maybe the way I was raised or whatever. So I never did sit back and look to say, oh, she's white. And the first time I started feeling racism is when somebody that I thought I was cool with decided they was going to start acting funny because of that. Or you wait, you cool with me when we're in a certain area, but when we get out in public, you don't speak like you don't even know me. That happened to me and I was teenager and I got my feelings with her like wow I see her in school all the time she wants she hangs with me because she, she's she needed things she needs support she came from not a great situation but when, when I got on the street one day and walked past her hi she looked at me and turned her head she was with her brother and sister friend like wow hmm. yeah so that was my first experience like oh wow and I know what that was then I experienced then I experienced it then, Whoa. and I experienced it on my job. I experienced it on my job. It took it took me to that place in my spirit of slavery, when uh, the boss stood over me like I was a slave and watched me work. Mm. <laughs> it stood over me without, well, not with a physical whip, but stood over me, and I said, "Wow, this is deep." He's, I mean, he was just like he made it his you know, thing, I'm gonna stand over here and watch you work, black woman, and I'm gonna breathe down your neck, black woman. Right. And that's when it took me to, I said, wow, I can feel the oppression. I can feel, <laughs> I can feel, I can feel it. I can, I'm, like my spirit going all the way back. Wow. I said, wow, it's deep. And then, now I'm gonna say this, one of the guys said, yeah, uh, they told me about the boss. They said, yeah, he likes women with black women with hips because they're strong and they can work hard. Somebody just walked up to him and told me that he likes to, he he know he feels that black women with hips like that. Sound that. like some slavery. Yeah, that's, so so that's what I was feeling. But somebody told me this after mm. he stood over me like that, and I mean I was like really kind of feeling oppressed and kind of sweating in my spirit, like pressed. And I said maybe his idea was let me let me press you. I'm gonna get over here and press you. And watch you, and it did it for about an hour or so. Whoa. Yeah, and it was that. I'm going, like, that's what I said. And I said, wow. That's strange. It's like, I don't know if he was getting off or getting off on whatever he was doing. Mm-mm. It was sickening. It was sickening. So that was my, that was an awakening for me. I'm like, wow, this thing exists. London, you know you can talk, don't you? Yeah, I'm going to shut up. I just want to <laughs> ask you to close us out with a prayer for this whole situation because like you said, God can change things and we've seen him move in the past. We've seen him bring us to better places and we know we still got a long ways to go in this battle when it comes to to justice for African Americans and other minorities. Mm-hmm. So can you 
can you pray for us? Well, yes. look, we're going to just ask God <laughs> in the name of Jesus, in yes, the power Jesus. of God. Lisa asked, and, and I will do it in the name of Jesus, and you know, being in the will of God. But we're just asking God to continue to bless us, keep us, protect us. Yes, Jesus. All the whole country, all the people, we're asking yes, God to change the hearts of people that are yes. callous, to have their, uh, their the ways of thinking that is, that is, can cause murder and pain and yes. stress. And we pray that uh, bless the bless uh, us as a country, bless us as a people, bless yes, all the different Lord. races. Yes. And Lord, we know you know what the African American have been through, and um, other people talk about what they've been through. We just pray that you continue to keep us, protect us, guide yes, us, Lord. give us the strength to keep going, thank keep climbing. You, thank you for bringing us to this far. Thank you, because we know giving God honor, glory, and praise, and thanking Him uh, makes all the difference in the world. And we ask God that we just bring, he brings more love into all of our hearts that yes, we can Father. work together, that we can grow together and all these other things will cease in Jesus name. We rebuke the enemy, uh, the work of the enemy in the name of Jesus. We give you honor, glory, and praise. Amen. Amen. Amen.